This is 508, a show about Worcester. It's April the 5th, 2012. Today on the show, Doug Slynn, Cookie Negron, Paula Harrison, <laughs> and I am Mike Benedetti. This is 508, a show about Worcester. Every week we talk about what is the news of the week? What should a civically engaged person in Worcester know about? Um, I would say that today the headline is that beloved Worcester musician Scott Raschuti died in a car accident. Very sad news. Uh, it's definitely the headline of the day, but there's been other things going on this week. Today we'll be talking with people about Occupy Worcester. We'll be talking with people about Stone Soup. We'll be talking about other stuff. Um, I think if you want to be civically engaged in Worcester, probably most of the news this week is police-related news. And uh, I've been trying really hard this week to not say anything about the police, just to sort of be ornery. But unfortunately, Brendan Mellican, who's not even on the show today, uh, did something this week that we actually are going to have one tiny police story. But other than that... Hi, Doug. How are you? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going okay. <laughs> Spring has sprung. Has Occupy Worcester also sprung? We are back on the commons. That's right. Yes. Tell me about this. We're having uh, GAs back on the commons now, and uh, we're launching a couple of new events um, there as well. We're planning a 24-hour occupation um, of, that, what? Uh, of City Hall. Um, we're, we haven't uh, launched it yet, but we are taking shifts and trying to figure out what that's going to look like. Um, Wait, this is inside. You're going to be inside. City we're going to be right outside of City Hall, talking to people and talking about the issues, talking about uh, what we think the solutions should look like, uh, that so, kind of thing. So this is going to be like a like a twenty four hour day conversation. Pretty much, yep. Slash a visual if there's nobody there. <laughs> it could absolutely. And so people aren't going to be sleeping or tenting or anything. Nope, we're going to abide by the law of doing this. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty pretty novel. So this is a big deal because this so this is a little bit like what was going on in Lincoln Square. So I mean, Lincoln Square people were sometimes sleeping in that parking lot. People were sometimes sleeping a little bit on the sidewalk. Yeah, but that was more or less like, can we twenty four hours a day have people demonstrating I, for Occupy? Yeah, I think they were they were kind of testing the boundaries a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and th this time what we're looking at is whether or not we have the manpower to do a twenty kind of like a twenty four hour teach in. Yeah. Um, and talk to people about. Um, th th things like environmental impact, corporate personhood, things like that, mm. um, problems as we see it, and what potentially the solutions could be mm. um, as, as people within Occupy could see it. What would you say those are the, I mean, Occupy, I think, has probably mutated a certain amount over this, over this brief winter. What is the, or would you say those are the big issues, or what, are, what other issues are people thinking about vis-a-vis -vis Occupy Worcester? Um, I, mean, I think everybody has definitions of what they think the problems are within Occupy, and I certainly think that um, those are two of the really big issues, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't go so far as to speak for everybody within the yes. within the movement. You know, yes, it's tricky. It's tricky to figure out how do you have a person come on to represent Occupy Worcester because Occupy Worcester has a hard enough time representing itself accurately as an entire group. When Absolutely, one person is just like kind of ridiculous. Right? Yeah, it's really really hard, and I'm kind of walking on eggshells trying to figure out okay. How do I tell you what, what all of the issues are? You know, I can't really do this that. This is Doug Slynn, president of Iowa Worcester. Absolutely oh. not. 
<laughs> so what else besides besides the idea of a, of a 24-hour day teaching outside of city hall what else is on the radar uh we're also looking at having a earth day event um occupy earth day mm-hmm. on the 22nd i believe okay um and that's going to uh, look at a whole day of teach-ins, um, talking about environmental impact, both from corporations and just from mankind in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll also uh, start, it'll kick off with a critical mass. Um, one of the, critical mass is one of these things where everybody rides their bike legally, but in mass in the street, just mm-hmm. to sort of say, like, envision, here's a future if a lot of people were biking. This is what it would be like. Yep, Absolutely. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really psyched on that. Uh, I think it's going to be a great event and people can definitely, uh, they can learn a lot and they can absolutely, uh, you know, be really empowered by that because they can find out a lot about what the future could look like. And, um, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a really cool event. What other topics are people going to be just talking about at Occupy Earth Day? Um, I'm, (laughs) I'm not one of the main organizers of it. (laughs) I can tell you that the Sierra Club is going to be there. I can tell you that, uh... I know the Sierra Club is going to be there. I know that um, there's going to be some kind of biodiesel. Yeah, the biodiesel. The, the the there's a people who make biodiesel are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be people who um, do some stuff with like weather stripping and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, kind of help winterize homes and stuff like that. They should weatherize the common. <laughs> Keep it warm in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. How are you? How are you feeling about Occupy these days? Um. I think it's been a rough winter for people, mm-hmm. um, and it's been, you know, at most like 10 to 20 people at GAs, which can feel re- pretty disheartening for people about when they're representing causes that they think are so very important to the future. Um, I, feel, I feel really good about it because a lot of those people from 10 to 20 people um, stuck with it um, and are still organizing events and still coming out, uh, but I think that the spring is looking really good. And, um, we're, we're organizing really cool events and hopefully it's going to be a great spring. Yeah, well, good luck. Thank you. Well, I want to talk about some other stuff before we talk about something cool like stone soup. I want to talk about some boring news. Um, this week, another actual piece of civic information this week is that this week the ban, Worcester's ban on outdoor tobacco ads was ruled unconstitutional in U.S. District Court. Um, I haven't seen any reports in the news about how much it costs the city to litigate this amendment to their tobacco ordinance, which was widely believed to be unconstitutional when the city council passed it. Um, I know that if Occupy Worcester had been involved with this, the city would have certainly put a number in the paper of how much it cost. I'm hoping we can get some kind of records request in. I know that the city council in general was interested in how much out-of-court settlements, for example, are costing the city every year. It would be very interesting to know just when the city council sort of offhandedly handedly passes something that's probably going to get the city into a lawsuit. Like, what does that cost? Interesting question. Um, uh, actually, this week, Worcester Magazine has a fascinating cover story, I thought, called The Power List. Have you guys seen this article? Yeah, I was taking a look at it earlier yeah, today. Yeah, I really like this. This is basically like, who in, like, this is sort of like, this, this is like, uh, it kinda, it's kind of like the, the Pulse's Ones to Watch list, but for people who are over 40. The Pulse's Ones to Watch list is a long-time obsession mm. of this show. Uh, and here's The Power List. Number one, Jim McGovern. But really, as far as actual local people, Michael O'Brien, the city manager, they mentioned that they mentioned their uh, their little afterwards to this that of course no actual city councilors we don't want to comment are on the power list well no because they don't really have a well lot there, of power. there were people who because um, I think they asked the people on the power list to vote right right and some and of were, them were like this is not classy yeah I'm not going to vote yeah we're not going to vote or comment or something like that yeah I should say of of 
508 panelist, Tina Zlody of Start in the Street, etc., is also a powerful person, apparently, which is very exciting. Yes, it's always cool to see people who are from, people who are involved with this program being, being honored. And I actually also have to read the little man in the street thing. Oh, I'm just flipping through the pages here. This is action television, Paula. This is why we get the big ratings on turning the pages. Here's somebody who says, what do you, who do you think is the most influential person in the Worcester? They ask people on the street. This person says, probably the mayor. This person is from Columbia, so she can be forgiven for thinking that. Here's somebody who says, another 508 panelist, Kevin Kassen. He's a neighborhood and political organizer who has really worked hard to empower, disempower people. This guy, next guy says, no one really. This guy says, the police chief, which actually is one of the few answers on here that's in the main thing. And then this last person says, O'Brien. He's very level-headed. He thinks things through coherently, and he sees things in the big picture. He's not a narrow-minded thinker. But they don't follow up and ask which O'Brien is this O'Brien? Because there's a number of O'Briens he could be. So O'Brien. I was going to ask that. Which, maybe which both, O'Brien is he referring to? Maybe Michael and Joe as a as a as a as a, as a, as a sort of an organism. When I was when I was leafing through there, I was surprised to see. Uh, was it um, not Polito, the other one? Um, Jordan Levy. Yeah, Levy on there. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty I'm pretty new to to Worcester, and uh, when I was I was looking at his at his wiki page like a while ago and I was mm. like man like this guy has been around like I think he was on the Turpike Authority way yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. day and there's some yeah, old timers like, these people have been around they've done a lot of different things yeah um yeah what else do we have on the list the WTRTA hub had its groundbreaking this week do you know about this thing where they're, they're going to move all the city buses from right now they sort of use city hall as a hub and they're going to start using Union Station as a hub and they have this mm-hmm. questionable-looking building that they're going to build there. Um, so there you go. Well, I want to ask you guys about Stone Soup. Paula, Koki. Stone Soup, you know what? So I, a couple, like a month ago on the show, Jen Burt was on the show. She said there's going to be a groundbreaking for Stone Soup. People are going to start the demolition, whatever. First week of April. Ten people responded to this when they saw this. They came to me and they said, do you really believe that? And I said, no, at this point, I don't believe that. But I was super wrong. You sure Super wrong. What's going on with Stone Soup? Who wants to talk first? So we're excited to say that we did start the rebuilding. Yes. uh, And it's March. So, you know, we are really excited after the long wait. Yeah. uh, We finally got going with that. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, there was a crew of uh, Youth Build, mm-hmm. which is um, a program that um, trains um, youth mm-hmm. in all different kinds of construction jobs. So they've started doing some of the demolition, mm-hmm. and they tore down some of the back. And so that's like the first step to um, tear out all of the stuff that got burned, mm-hmm. and, then, uh, and then start on the outside and, you know, doing all the cool stuff like it's going to uh, be um, LEED certified, it's going to have lots of um, up, upgrades on uh, windows and insulation. And it's going to be improved and improved. Really building. improved, really improved, yeah. We should say, we're sort of doing this in, in yeah. two, three, one, two, one, three order, Stone Soup, artist activist collective space in Worcester. Maybe not collective, it's artist active community space. Pound for pound, the most important thing in the city of Worcester, in my opinion. It was only open for two years? Three years? Uh, three years. And then it burned down. We, well, the back burned. Yeah. And then there was tons of smoke damage throughout. So. And it's been three years since that fire happened. Yeah. Three years ago, but now 
but now, um, it, I, we don't really, I don't know if we have a projection on how long it's going to take, but mm. not super long. Yeah. And um, all the organizations that were in there um, that make up the collective have been in different places throughout the city and right. uh, kind of um, physically splintered, although not um, uh, splintered in terms of our commitment to making the whole mm -hmm. uh, stone soup vision come back. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're really, really excited and um, it's energizing. It's, if anything good came out of that fire, it's that it has really mobilized the community to support Stone Soup and mm. really show, uh, show their support and um, coming out for work days and uh, being there when we have events uh, in all different places around the city. There's always been a really good turnout when we had like the um, anniversary party and it's, it's really heartening. I've been so impressed. I have to say I've been so so impressed that like people all these years later are still like I get so many emails about the Stone Soup meetings. Like people are still <laughs> very passionate about making it happen. I think it's been great that we've been able to stay together throughout all of this and yes. that we've been able to continue with our mission and with events and with our work in the community. Yeah. And I think also so it's both it's shown the commitment that the members have had and also mm -hmm. the support from the community because we've had a lot of support. Yeah. And we have a lot of support now with the rebuilding. We're going to have a lot of volunteer work. If people want to get involved, what can they do to help out with getting Stone Soup back? So they can go to our website, mm -hmm. which is stonesoupwister.org. Mm -hmm. um, they can also contact us. To, I don't know. Is there a phone number? number? <laughs> phone number is 508-443-4974. And they, they call this number? What? They call this number and it goes to uh, a person. And this person will, they'll, they'll say, I want to help us turn soup. And what yeah. will the person the say? The person will say, uh, come to, uh, well, we can uh, tell them what's going on um, in the near future. And one of the things that's coming on, uh, going on in the near future is, the, is Earth Day. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be doing a cleanup of the area, like the street. The King Street. Uh, King Street area. Yeah. And um, we're located right behind the REC. So it's, we're like right there. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so that would be one immediate thing they could do. We're going to be doing lots of um, small uh, cleanups around the, um, like around the yard uh, mm -hmm. in Stone Soup. We just had one, but there will be more along, you know, things that volunteers can do. So if somebody calls, um, what um, they would be told, whatever is happening like right now. Sure. And um, but the other things that are happening is our our capital campaign is, is right. Um, going to be launched very soon and we need people that can do um, like uh, data entry and all kinds of like um, administrative like little jobs like that to try to, to, to this is the fundraising yeah, yeah the fundraising or make, making phone calls mm. we're going to need people to do that people to help with outreach mm -hmm. we've got um, really active committees and um, that would be a way for them to plug in just to talk to people about learn about stone soup talk yeah. to other people about stone soup that's what Stone Soup is. It's people coming together to create, um, create change, create um, ways for uh, change to happen on a really local grassroots level. And so if somebody has an idea of wanting to do, like, uh, cook food for people, they could, they could do it. 
ones well well yeah, we did do that stones who had the stones who actually had like a professional kitchen just before the yeah big fire. oh yeah we had a kitchen um food not bombs was working out of our kitchen yeah but it's the kind of place where if you see a need or you just want to do something like i want to um have classes for um quilting yeah you could do it you could advertise it on the website uh send it out to the email list mm-hmm. and all the people, 500 people on our email list, would learn about your idea of making quilts. It's an interesting combination of what was going on at Stone Soup because it was sort of like office, like real, like regular office space, like a computer and a locked door and right. whatever for a couple of organizations. Oh, yeah. Or maybe four, five, six organizations, right offices in there. And then, but then it was also like, and then what is going on this morning and what is going on this evening? And there's right, sp- yeah. There's speakers, shorter term there's stuff. presentations, there's workshops. Yeah. And, and then we have the core groups that are part of it. Yeah, yeah. There's EPICA, um, ex-prisoners and prisoners organizing for community advancement, um, Ernabike, Worcester Ernabike, uh, Worcester Roots. Those are the big three right now. Yeah. Graphic shop. And the graphic shop, that's right. I think people also, we, a couple weeks ago, we taped at the HX Library, which is from some books from the old Firecracker Library and also yeah. some books from the old Stone Soup Library that survived the fire. I think that those guys secretly would like to put those books back yes. and get them out of their house. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And besides the organizations that have office space, we have many groups that also use Stone Soup. So yeah. it's really a collective of organizations, mm-hmm. uh, groups, individuals. People who so want to So organizations like the Worcester Immigrant Coalition oh, yeah. that use the space. Um, there's also a computer lab mm-hmm. uh, for for people in the neighborhood or in the city to use so mm-hmm. and as Paula said there's sort of like a variety of things so for people who want to get involved they can also get involved with the groups that are already there or with the rebuilding if people have specific skills that they can um, what what number should they call the number again Paula is the one that knows the number <laughs> 508-443 you made me blank on it. 4974. 4974. Fantastic. Fantastic. We should say this number again before you end of the show. Right. I want to talk about a couple of a couple of more things. Um, uh, oh, I want to talk about so, so we have some four loco Worcester news. Um, Tim Cahill, former Massachusetts treasurer, and two aides pleaded not guilty to public corruption charges this week. Charges related to a lottery ad campaign. Uh, this is the first indictments under a new state ethics law, so that rather than just being civil, I believe these are criminal corruption charges. And uh, Tim Cahill, columnist for questionable Worcester News website, Four Loco Worcester, did not write his own article about his own corruption charges. I just feel like it's a huge opportunity for them to redeem themselves as a trashy website that they just dropped completely. I'm disappointed in you, Four Loco Worcester. Uh, people say I should talk about Anna Maria College. This is actually something that you might want to know if you want to be a civically engaged Worcester person. If you're already a civically engaged Worcester person, you already know this. Victoria Kennedy, who is the widow of late, late Senator Ted Kennedy, was disinvited as commencement speaker at Anna Maria College by the bishop because um, she has some beliefs on different issues that do not jive with church, Catholic Church beliefs. Um, I feel like they have a lot of speakers who are not 100% down the line, but for some reason this was one where they didn't want to have any wiggle room. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really interested in who's the commencement speakers at Anna Maria, but that's something that people are talking about this week. So, uh, something that someone might want to know. The Telegram Gazette actually had this weird headline where it talked about she, she has some sort of anti Catholic something, anti Catholic feelings, but I don't think that they're anti Catholic. I think that's a poor choice of words by the Telegram. Mm-hmm. You guys want to talk about The Wire? 
No. <laughs> this is the one. This is super removed from everything pop culture. <laughs> we haven't talked about The Wire on this show in probably four or five months. Um, this is actually the one piece of Worcester police news that we have to talk about this week relating to, to increasingly controversial Worcester police chief Gary Jim. Because this week, Brendan Mellican asked the chief on Twitter, popular social media website, <laughs> he asked him, Chief, do you have a favorite character from HBO's The Wire? And Chief Jim responded, Without a doubt, Augustus Gus Haynes. Chief going on to say, the best storyline was Michael Lee in season four and five. Uh, and Gus, I actually had to look up Gus because I did not remember him. I remember his character, but not his name. He was the um, he was the good journalist in the last season of The Wire. He, I thought that it was an interesting choice because partially because the Chiefs have been having a lot of feuds with journalists recently. I don't know if this is a pointed choice or this is an actual choice. Gus also one of the very few characters on The Wire who was very true to himself and all of the other characters I feel like had their moments of moral failing or had their moments of de deceiving themselves or others and Gus was one of the few characters who was really either either deceiving themselves or, or others or being murderers I should say they all had some sort of problem like that <laughs> there were some of them who were true to themselves but killed people and that was being true to themselves which is also problematic but Gus was one of the few so it was a reality show it wasn't a reality show. Oh, the what? <laughs> anyway. Um, You're writing so much until you killed that guy. <laughs> anyway, there you go. So now we know. Next week, hopefully, we will find out how much the chief can bench. This is lifetime one rep max. How much can you bench? Do any of you guys know how much you can bench? Lifetime one rep max? How much yeah. I can bench? Yeah. You don't know? No. I don't want, I don't want to know. It's I'm bringing it. Probably be like three pounds. <laughs> I'm bringing a bench. I'm bringing a weight bench in here. We always talk about it. Oh, wait, what's the number for Stone Soup again, Paul? Oh, the number for StoneSoupWorcester.org is 508-443-4974. Fantastic. People should call that number and they should get involved. I don't really have any other big news this week. I don't know. Did we, we talked about the tobacco ban. We talked about Occupy. We talked about Stone Soup. We talked about the power list. Yeah. I don't know. If people have any comments about this program, they can also email us at pieandcoffee at gmail.com. And we're always interested to hear people's feedback. Um, it's Holy Week. By the time many of you watch this, it's going to be approaching Easter. And uh, we appreciate you watching the show. We appreciate We always get a lot of good feedback on this show, surprisingly. Surprisingly, people watch the show. And unsurprisingly, the people who watch the show have a lot of good feedback for the show. Guys, thanks for being on the show, Doug. Good Thank luck. you. Good luck with the Occupy Spring stuff. Koki and Paula, I'm very excited that this stone soup stuff is happening. I'm hoping by the next anniversary party, which will be in December, that this building will be open. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. I'm feeling like I need to get an organization together for this show so that this show could tape at Stone Soup. Oh, that would be great. Because I think uh, it's, that would be great. I feel like, especially in the winter months, there couldn't be any better, more appropriate place mm -hmm. than Stone Soup to tape a show. Look forward to it. I don't know. I love it. All right. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks, everybody, for watching 508. This is 508, a show about Worcester. You're either watching this on YouTube or WCCA TV 13, the People's Channel. Thanks for watching, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.